Welcome, world. Welcome back to another fun-filled episode of Nerd Candy. We're back. I love you guys. It's been a while. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so on this episode, what we're going to do is we're going to actually... Well, not a, it's not a full episode. This is one of our reviews. So we're going to be reviewing today the movie... Glass. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) So ominous. I know, I know. I had to kind of like build the drama since this is M. Like Shamalamalamana. (laughs) I can't say his name. (laughs) And I I think I have more fun not knowing how to say his name. So I don't think I ever will try to to learn how to say it. Very true. Even if I met him, I think I would still call him Shamalamalama. And I. I pretty much think he'll just laugh about it. Yeah. Well, cause, I mean, I have friends like um, my one friend, I call him. What do I call him? He has a weird last name, too. And I call, oh, I call him Bacalao. Ah, the famous Bacalao. Yeah, I call him Bacalao because his last <laughs> name is, it's, I'm like, that's too many letters. I can't learn it. It looks the same to me. So we're going with Bacalao. <laughs> so. <laughs> So if I do that to my friends, I don't know personally Shamalama. So why should I? So I should uh, not have a problem with not learning his name. So anyways, enough ranting and raving. Let's get into the movie Glass. We watched Unbreakable. And uh, we both watched Split previously to kind of get ready for this movie just to kind of get ourselves back into the world of glass of mr dunn right yes uh his the nickname they gave him was the overseer yes and that that doesn't come until this movie that he finally you know we learn what his like superhero name is and it's fun how it was good to watch all the movies to kind of just kind of get a background on all the characters because this one brings them all together. And it's it's the final piece of this trilogy that can definitely go on further than this because it's created its own world. Oh, yeah. So let's start with the... the I don't know where to start with this movie because as far as like a filmmaker's perspective... Amlight shot a beautiful movie. The, the the lighting was great. The shots were per- like really nice shots. I liked a lot of the when it was the just that one character. He definitely did a uh, low depth of field. So you know your all all your focus is on that character when this that character is on the screen and his perspectives. I mean, it was great. And the colors as well. Like, even if, like, the character's not in the shot, you can tell who they're talking about. Like, if it's, like, a purpley shade, you know that it's, you know, like, Mr. You know, Mr. Glass's field or... Yeah, like everyone has dark, a color yeah. assigned to them, basically, which is classic filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And it's not, your, it's not your Marvel superhero movie. Oh, no. Definitely not your Marvel superhero movie. It's definitely more adult super mov- superhero movie because it's a little more artistic. It's paced slower than, you know, an action-packed Marvel Avengers movie. 
you got a, a more of a steady pace and we're, we're unveiling what's going on behind each character. It's definitely into the heads of everything, which is his style. And that's what I personally liked about um, Unbreakable. And I feel like he continued that feel from Unbreakable in this movie. It was just amazing because it's like bringing superheroes into the real world. Like how will, you know, how would us react to it if it was actually happening? Not like, you know, just like how you said, not like in the Marvel sense where it's like all flamboyant, not flamboyant, but like very in your face. You know what I mean? This is what's going on. You know, this is more like, okay, if there were real superheroes in the real world, you know what I mean? This is pretty much how they would try to go about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and like how science goes and tries to explain away everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah, you have supposed visions. It's probably because you're like a, magi- a magician mm-hmm. who picks up on all the cues. What she was kind of talking about was more like um, cold reading. Yes. The way she described his thing, which I found funny because she said magician, but it's like, that's more like those fake psychics that they do the cold readings. They like kind of fill you out and pick up all of the cues on you. And they're like, oh, you did this and you did that. And that's what she was trying to say that he does. That he's just very perceptive is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> and like kind of in a Sherlock Holmes type of sense of very perceptive. And he sees all those things, pieces them together. And he thinks he's having visions. So... Yeah. It was great, and and just the. It's classic Shyamalan. He's mind fucks you. That's what he yeah. his job is to mind fuck you, and I think he is Mister Glass. Yeah, it's just the the way that at one point of the movie it makes you like doubt, like okay, are they just humans? Is it all in their head? You know what I mean? Like, is it, you know, maybe just adrenaline or, or something that's, you know, giving them that extra edge? You know, like, it's like, holy shit. What if, you know, what if the psychiatrist is right? What if it's just, you know, part of their imagination? Ah, so she got you. <laughs> at, you know, like, at first it's like, no, there's no way. That's why, like, like when I was, you know, seeing, you know, David pretty much bringing, you know, just breaking down the door. It's like, okay, how can you explain that? You know, how can you say that that's not actually happening? You know, like you can't just come out and say, oh, the hinges were just loose. You know what I mean? When, you know, she said it was what, like four inches thick of uh, vault steel. That was, you know, what keeping him inside the cell. So it's like there's no way that you can say that he's not that super strong to be able to break that, that, that door down. Yeah, and the thing is, too, if she really believe that he wasn't a super why would she take those precautions exactly that's what it really boils down to like if she really didn't believe any of it why is she taking all these precautions she has the water tank because she saw in a video that he kind of gagged on water so she's like oh that's probably his weakness so she has the water tank she has this those overly steel enforced doors and everything so it's like, okay, you're telling me you don't believe that they're superheroes. We've taken all the precautions just in case they are. And I'm telling you, from the moment I saw um, Mr. Glass, I'm like, yeah, he's faking it. He's faking it. Those twitches. I'm like, he's faking it. He did such a good job. Sam Jackson did so well 
with Mr. Mr. Glass. Because there were moments where I was like, man, did they really drug him up that bad that he can't really even function? <laughs> it's like, there's no way. That's my thing. I'm like, no way he's going to let them do that. He is hyper intelligent. He's faking. Watch. Like, that's all I was saying to myself while I was watching the movie. Because, you know, I'm trying not to talk in the movie theater. But that's all I'm thinking. I'm like, no, he's not really drugged. Those twitches. And then at one point, he's trying. He's doing the twitch on the one side. It was on his left that left he side, was doing yep. twitch. And then at one point where he went to kind of smile, he did kind of a twitch on the right side. And then he went back and switching to the other side. I'm like, aha, he, he messed up his twitch. <laughs> he picked up on his cue. <laughs> so I'm like, no, 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 no. That, he, he's been twitching on the left side this whole time. Now all of a sudden he did a one right switch and then went back to doing the left. Nope, he's faking it. And, and then that's... when they showed him outside of the, the room, because he was just testing the boundaries and just getting, gathering the information because that's what he is. He's hyper intelligent. He's really good at really outthinking everybody. Yes. Because it was just like, there were moments where I was like, oh man, they, they caught him this time. But then it's like, nah, it can't be this, this. He's too careful. He's way too careful. Yeah. I mean, he intentionally rolled himself out. Into the exactly. Hallway. No, and not only that, it's like when they woke him up in the morning to do the surgery, it was like, nah, there's no way that they're going to do the surgery on him. He must have known something or he did something. Yes. So... Okay, let's let's go from the beginning. <laughs> so the the beginning we got them, Mister, ah, the Overwatch, Overse Overseer, Overseer. Yep. We have Overseer and the Horde. He finally finds the Horde because he's been looking since the last movie. He's been patrolling, and him and his son, who is his is his son from the original movie. I love the fact that they were able to get the same actor. All original cast, yeah. Yeah, it's the lady who played his mom is his mom from the from the movie Mr. Glass's mom mm -hmm. to be more specific. If you're not, if you don't know, <laughs> and um, David Dunn's son is originally it's the same kid. So, and I like that they show that okay, this is what happened. They now they're like father son, and he's his son is basically kind of like Alfred, where he sits in the. And looks up all the information. Yeah. It pretty much, like, watches his back. Yeah, and, like, I like that little touch because all successful superheroes have one. I mean, look at the Green Arrow. He has Felicity Smoke now. <laughs> and Batman has Alfred. And so, like, it was good to see that and that they capped up that dynamic and they bonded and they continued as a father-son duo. That's what they did on their own. The, like the the mom didn't know still and then you get them they they kind of narrow down the area he then he runs into him and bumps in and he's like it sees it goes and you get that epic fight scene and i'm like oh my god this is so amazing <laughs> that was a long time coming you know seeing the horde and you know david the overseer you know going at each other it's like Holy shit. Yeah. You know, it's like, yes. oh my God. Yes, yes, yes. It was so great. And it was like this throwing, they, they threw the table and the, like, the cheerleader screaming and like braced themselves and he just catches it casually. It was like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. And then he throws it back at him at the beast and then the beast pretty much, 
you know, catches it too. And it's like at that moment, they both kind of like figured out, I was like, wait a second, he's as strong as I am. What's mm-hmm. going on here? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And, and it's just awesome how they just kept the back and forth and everything. And the psychiatrist knew who he was and that's what threw me off. When she knew who David Dunn was and she, they got there to get both of them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, snap. They, uh, and the fact, I'm like, I still want to know how they they got to the same place. They got to that place. I don't think the son would have called the cops saying, hey, you know, they're here or whatever. Oh, no. So I don't think he would have done it. So somehow, somewhere, they, they figured, they knew what was going on. They had an idea of where, they either had an idea of where the beast was and probably we're not we're not expecting for David to be there. Yeah, and spoiler, huge spoiler. Well, I forgot to say at the beginning of this episode is a spoiler episode. Oh my god! So <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely put it on the front of the episode. Spoilers, but uh, yeah. So she's basically in a cult, in a way, that their job is to keep metas from being in the spotlight. You call them metas. Just superheroes in general. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but your DC is showing. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah. So, like, the whole, like, secret cult thing. And I, that's why I'm thinking it had to be that members of her her cult had already kind of narrowed it down and figured out where he was. And they were waiting for them both to be in the same place at the same time. Like, so they can catch him two at one stroke. Mm-hmm. And then use that as an excuse to put him in the Institute. Like, I think they knew where he was the whole time. And they were just waiting for David to show up. Gotcha. So they can pretty much have all three of them in one spot. She needed an excuse to get him in the mm-hmm. mental institute. Yep. Like, that's that's where my fan theory is going. <laughs> and it's just what a coincidence that it's where Mr. Glass is. Well, yeah. No, she, like, that was her thing. She's like, she intentionally chose that like she said it from the beginning we chose the hospital because he's you know i want this place has everyone in the same spot so let's try to get you know i want to bring you guys here so i can just work on all three of you because i specialize in people who think they're superheroes and i think right. it's <laughs> yeah and and the fact that basically comic books the theory, the whole like premise of the movie is that comic books are well, Mr. Glass's theory, which is but it, it's surreal, it's the truth, yeah. is that comic books are basically storytelling of actual events that have happened. Mm-hmm. So it's like somebody saw someone actually do a super, like an actual super do something and fight a villain and they turn that story into a comic book that they're all based on real people and it's just passing down the stories of real events and that comic books are basically history books and i was like that is freaking badass it's a good a good plot to base it on that you know it's like holy it's like this guy is like really going in there you know what i mean yeah and that's his fan. Like that's his theory, and that's his his idea. And he's doing everything he can to prove it, no matter how evil 
It is because it truly is evil, the stuff he's doing, to prove his point is right. He's like, I'm super smart and I'm right. And I'm going to do whatever I have to do to prove to you that I am right. So, I I mean, I love that part of it. Now, can we, like, talk about McAvoy real quick? (laughs) I'm getting to McAvoy. I just just wanted to go over, like, (laughs) what the fundamentals of the story is. Because Because this guy was just amazing. Yeah. But the thing is, I love the fact that Glass's theory is right. And his whole theory is that comic books are... Or, or history books, and I love the fact that her whole cult has been going on for thousands of years. She says in like ten thousand years. Yeah, pretty much like yeah. around ten. Like they've been at it for a long time. Yeah, so they've been at it for thousands of years, keeping the secret from the public. So doing what they can to make the public think it's not real, even though they know it's real, make everyone think it's a fantasy. And I love the fact that. That that's her entire purpose to make the world think it's a fantasy. And it's like even it gets to the point where she's um, got pretty much the cult united and she said that pretty much I'm going to go to a different city now. You know, it's like my work is done here. I'm going to move on to the next city. You know, so Philadelphia wasn't the only spot where they've had, you know, most activity like they've been all over the world yeah they just travel city 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 to to city yeah to super to super and and the thing i love too was the fact that she even acknowledged for every one of you like we we don't discriminate villains and superheroes we don't discriminate we get we don't want either of you because for every villain there is a superhero so for every one of you there's another one Mm mm-hmm so, my mind would like, like, it, <laughs> mind blown. <laughs> but because there's three. Exactly. In glass, there's three. So, if there's every one has an opposite, so Dunn is glass is opposite. So, where is the horde's the opposite? The horde's opposite. That's what excited me. I'm like, okay, so we have the horde, so we need the horde's opposite. So that just proves, like, you know, she acknowledges straight up exactly everything he's ever thought was right, and it was awesome. And I like how, at the, you know, after that big fight scene, like, she even reaches out to Dunn, and it's like, hold, hold my hand so he can see everything. And then she even tells Glass, you're right the whole time. I almost made you guys believe you were, you were wrong. Exactly. We almost made them believe that they were just humans. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, I love that. The fact that she even acknowledged it. When she had them all in the room, all three of them, and she's like breaking them down psychologically to try to make them think, oh, you're not real. She's like, she even got the horde thinking it. She had pretty much almost all, all of his personalities doubting the beast. Yeah. But it, and then... Jackson's a there and he's pretending he's all doped out. He's not. He does not buying any of her BS. He's like he's just faking it because he's like I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna prove that I'm right. I don't care what this this woman says. Because he's he he is the mastermind. He is the. There is nothing that can be done to him where he won't be able to get his work done. 
Yeah. No matter what. And that's the best part because she thinks that, oh, I have them in the palm of my hand. And then it just out of the blue, it just explodes right in her face. Now it's just the best part ever. Yeah. Well, and like like you said, now we're bringing it back to McAvoy. Mm-hmm. That scene, I think, was one of the more phenomenal scenes because he was just before her eyes, just kind of shifting from person to person. Oh my God, that was just. It it's and it he's was such a good actor. That scene was good when they're all three of them sitting there, but. Even better was when he was in the room and she's flashing a light and every time she done flashing a light and he pops in a new person. And it was just, just so seamless. And it's just the look in his eye is just it literally is like the look in his eye changes when he goes from one person to the other. He doesn't even have to like move his body, just his eyes change when he's supposedly another character. And it's like, wait. Does he really have multiple personality disorder? Because <laughs> like, he do he does it so well. Yeah, it, you know, I'm, I'm convinced. You, yeah, it I'm makes gonna... you believe that he actually has multiple personalities. I, I mean, I'm, I really think we should get uh, McAvoy checked. <laughs> 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 he has Xavier hidden in there. He has a few of them hidden in there. Because <laughs> I mean, like how many personalities they said that he had? What like twelve? Yeah, I was like, it's a it was. A double-digit number. I know that for a fact. Yeah, it was 12 or 17. I have to look it up because I can't remember for a fact. Um, but it, at one point even, too, all the personalities, because at first there's only the three. In the last movie, it was in Split. It was the three of them that believed in it the beast. It was Patricia, Hedwig, and um, what's his name? I forgot the name of the other guy. Yeah, but there was the three of them. The OCD one, mm-hmm. Patricia and Hedwig, who believed yep. in the, the Beast. And then after the Beast came out and everything, then more of the personalities started believing. So even one of the original personalities who believed in the Beast, he even, like, he's like, I didn't want all the killing. I didn't want this. So, like, he kind of changed his mind. But Patricia goes... That's okay. We still have 10 more who believe. Yeah, the, that acknowledgement of like, oh my God. The, you know, the, all... Yeah, that all the personalities have basically given and they're like, yeah, the beast is real, the beast is all this. Where before, it was only a couple of them who were the believers and they're trying to convince the rest of the, the horde to actually accept being the horde. Mm-hmm. So, I... I the... He, like, even... When he heard what they were calling him, he even accepted it. You know, I was like, the Horde. That's like, that's, that's, that's a, that's an awesome superhero name. You know what I mean? Yeah, Sedwick. I love it. And I love how Samuel Jackson knew how to manipulate each personality. Because he knew how exactly how to talk to Patricia. He knew exactly how to talk to Sedwick. When he wanted to dance, he's like, I feel like dancing. Oh, well, then dance. And then he applauds him. So he, like, is a master manipulator and that's it's he's just you think he's doing things or like oh my god he got caught or whatever and everything he does is for a reason every step that he takes is planned out everything has a purpose it's not it's not nothing happens by chance he he makes sure that everything plays out exactly how he scripted it pretty much yeah and she's like oh he went to the basement that was a mistake and i'm like it's not a mistake it's never a mistake he doesn't make mistakes (laughs) yeah 
And then you see him at the computer. After she said it was a mistake, you see him at the computer typing in code. I'm like, haha, see, it wasn't a mistake. He wanted to get to that computer. Mm-hmm. He he wanted to be in there. Like even even me for a second, I was like, what is he doing? It's like, why is he in, you know, like, why is he in the main hub of the uh, of, of the hospital? It's like, what is it? Because it only shows you that one little part where he's doing the code and then it doesn't go back to it until later on. It's like. Even though the fight's going on, my mind is like, but why? Why was he in there for? Yeah, I'm like, he did something. I know he did yeah. something. There's no way he didn't do something. And then you find out that he uh, live broadcast. He streamed everything live to he a private streamed server. streamed everything. It was awesome. And at night, he's like pretending he's all doped up. But at night, uh, between the shifts of the the two um no, I was a security guard, but they're not. They're basically nurses. Yeah, the two nurses, yeah. Yeah. He would uh, go and mess with the internet and do stuff like that. So he's probably been setting up this private server for a long time. Oh, yeah. Little by little, getting all the pieces in place because he knew it was coming. He even knew that there was a secret society trying to keep them quiet. I don't think he was 100% sure. Or, or more like, how do you say it? Like, uh, not, not that he had an idea. More like he had his suspicions. Yeah. Well, because the thing is, I don't. I think he was caught off with that. But he, but his whole purpose was to get it out into the real world. Yeah. Like, let the public know that they exist. Yeah, he he was riling everyone up, and he was like. Classic, look over here. This is what we're going to do. We're going to go to this big building and this and that because there are going to be all these people just to get everyone looking that way to not see that what he's actually doing in the hospital or see that he's doing anything in the hospital. That was just amazing because he had more control there. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was like, like there's no way that they're going to make the um, the towers. Like, they're too far off. They already have the cops and security coming. Like, he knew for a fact that... They were not going to make it. Hence why I was like, okay, everything's going on out here. I was like, they're not going to do it over there. Something's going on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Once he didn't stop the beast and mm-hmm. say, let's go and take it over there. I'm like, no, he plans for it to be here. Yep. But if everyone thinks he's trying to get to somewhere else, they're not going to look in the hospital, see what he did there. So no one's looking. And not till way down the line. At the end of the movie, she literally goes to a comic book shop and hears some kids talking and saying, like, he is a true mastermind. And they're talking about comics, and then it kind of clicks in her head, like, wait. The villain never never pretty much uh, shows his true plan until the end. Yeah, that's literally what the kid said, and then that's when it kind of clicked, and she's like, wait. <laughs> he is too smart for this. There, He had to have another plan. So she... Goes back to the hospital, goes to the, the security room, and it's like, you're sure everything was deleted? <laughs> and yeah. then that's when they see the code that it went to a private server. And yeah. I like that he intentionally puts it on the main players. And I like how he calls it out. He's like, all the main players are here. All the main characters are here in the story. When like his mom, um, Dunn's son, and the... The survivor from Split. Yeah, Casey, right? I think so. Yeah. So when he sees all three of them walk out, he's like, all the main players are here. So it was it was awesome. It was great. I loved it. 
like the whole movie has you like, oh my god, what's gonna happen next? And even like when um when Mr. Glass was looking through the Horde's file, those little moments where he realizes something and then the camera just cuts away to something else and it's like, oh come on, don't do this to me. And the thing is too, they had just um done son had just done the same thing. He yep. realized something, he's like and like his like whole like expression is like no and then you see sam jackson's character mr glass do the same thing not too long afterwards reading through the file and it's like oh my god there's something here that has to do with this guy's father it's just crazy because it's like it just you see them realize something and then they don't really reveal it but yeah, until but, you know a little yeah, bit later, and, then, and it's just like I want to know what they saw. Well, I liked how Mister Glass, though he like his response was like shock, but then joy at the same time. Like you see both of those emotions go through his face in that moment. So Sam Jackson played what perfectly into that character. Yes, he when he plays a villain, he plays the hell out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like even his doofy villain in um. The, the the oh my god the one with the the oh. the gentleman yes <laughs> <laughs> I I know we all know what we are talking about but he he is just I like Sam Jackson as a villain I really do he just leans into it so well not to say that he's not a good Nick Fury but Nick Fury kind of has that dark side too so it works but yeah he does he know like well because he knows that sometimes to get something done he's got to do stuff that some other people are not going to agree with yeah that's what i'm saying so he he has a little bit of darkness in him so that's why he plays him so well so glass mr glass is perfect for him because of that like way he can channel that darkness and that intellect and you can tell that he's actually a very intelligent person by the way he carries himself in these movies. Um, Even like when the Horde was like, or should I say the Beast at this time, at this, at this time of the movie, when he's yeah, pretty he much even like, manipulated the Beast. I yes, love it. Especially like when he's over, you know, over the van and then, you know, David's son pretty much tells the Beast, he's manipulating you, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then Mr. Glass is just like, you know... Like, oh, no, you know, we can't tell him yet. Like, he already knew that the what he found out was going to come out to the light. Oh, yeah. So, but the thing is, and I, it, he was planning on saying it, too. Because, yes. again, he wanted for dramatic effect. Everything he does has a reason, has a purpose, has a time for him. And it was just, it was just great. Because he considers himself basically the father of superheroes. Yeah, pretty much. Because he... Pretty much, he mentored David. He created the Beast. You know, and it's... Yeah, because that's the thing. And, and he got David to realize what he was in, in Unbreakable. And then in this movie, uh, we find out that he created the Beast as well. Because um, his mother was abusing him. And his dad, like he said, my dad was going to go get find a doctor for mom and get me away and get me safe 
It never happened because he never came back. Why didn't he come back? It wasn't that he left them. It wasn't... Like, at first, I'm like, wow, his dad ran out on him? That's kind of messed up. But the truth is that his dad was on train 177. That's... Yeah. Which that is, realization was like, holy shit. Like, are you serious? Yeah. And How for those of you who don't know, train 177 is the train that um, Dunn was on when he... Uh, that crashed and he was a sole survivor. That yeah, was that train was, 177. Yep, that was an unbreakable. Yeah. So, and his dad was sitting a few feet behind him. Mm-hmm. So, Mr. Glass, obviously, as we know, if you watched Unbreakable, the Mr. Glass caused that train accident. So, he even says it to him. He's like, well, if I hadn't done that, then in your the mom wouldn't have... Kept abusing you. Kept yeah. abusing him, then you wouldn't have been a nece- you wouldn't have been necessary. So you wouldn't have ever been born if it wasn't for his mom continuing to abuse him. If, if so, in a way, I I created you. Mm-hmm. He straight says it. I created you. And even the beast acknowledges. He goes, "I thank you for you know creating me, but you can't keep Kevin safe." Yeah, he's like, I acknowledge what you did, mm-hmm. and because of you, I was bored. But I was created to keep him safe, and I don't think that you'll keep him safe. And then, like, like you know, breaks his bones because he knows that's what the problem is. Yeah. So it was, it was great. It was a great moment. And then the fact that he went and he uploaded all those videos, and he knew that they would put it out in the public... So, he continues his legacy of creating superheroes because him exposing that superheroes are real are going to bring other superheroes to come out to the light and realize themselves. Realize their true potential, yeah. Because he even does a voiceover. He intentionally, like, leaves a monologue for (laughs) the video. I mean, he's not a real villain if he doesn't have a monologue. (laughs) Yeah, but, but he leaves that monologue basically try that was his like being the father again he is a creator he's a mastermind and he's the creator that's what he looks at himself as we all might not agree but that's how he sees himself as he is the creator and if it wasn't for mr glass we wouldn't have this series <laughs> basically so that's what i'm saying so he sees himself as the creator so even if after he dies he is a creator. Like, his mom was like, oh, you know, this is the the final battle or whatever. And this and that. he's like, no, you got it all wrong. This is the origin story. This is an origin story. And I'm like, oh, snap. And at first, I'm like, what? Is, is Dunn's son going to, like, come out and start, like, beasting on people or something? <laughs> like, what What are we origining? Like, who is the origin? But so it's like it leaves that open to, like, he says it's the origin story. Origin story of what? And then the mom at the end, when they release the video, she goes, so I think this is the moment where they call, you know, we created our own universe or something. Yep. So it was the origin of the superhero verse. That's basically is what I got from it. Yeah, like, because it's just what he did will help any other meta or superhero or villain come out to the light about their abilities 
You or know, not, not just even, keep not just keep hiding in the shadows. Well, it's not even too like comes to light. It's just accepting within themselves. Accepting what they are. Because yeah. that's what he did with David. He helped David accept who he was. Where some other people might have powers or abilities and they're just writing it off like everyone else. Oh well, no, it's you know, blah blah blah, cycle babble yeah. insert here. Like well like what happened with David. He did not you know, believe that, like, no, there's no way that I am, like, this invincible person that I can't get sick or get hurt. Yeah, he had to, like, research. He's like, wait, have I ever been sick? And he had to, like, look it up and figure it out because he, he didn't even notice it. So it's more of, like, people just coming to realization with who they are, and that's what he want, he wants. People to acknowledge the fact that this exists, and if you're feeling weird or different, you know, maybe you are. And that's what he that's what he was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Not just people bring it to light, it's people accepting it. So therefore he's creating more heroes and more villains. So he created his own world of superheroes and villains. That's what his legacy is what he wanted. That was the whole thing he wanted since day one. That's why he killed all those people. Because yeah. he wanted to prove himself <laughs> right, that there really was another superhero out there, because he knew he was a villain, so he wanted to create a super to prove himself right. And now, once he proved himself right, he spent all those years figuring out, how do I get it out to the world? Now I just want to see what Shyamalan does after this. Well, there was no end credit, so there's no like idea... We're like at split in split. You got that little sneak peek, of like oh wait, yeah, it's all the same universe. So that's how you kind of know about that it was gonna keep going. But there was nothing at the end of this one. Or maybe he just did it like that on purpose. Maybe. Because come on, <laughs> this is the mastermind of plot twists. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe the next movie comes out, and the next thing we know, like we're like oh wait a minute, remember that guy that was sitting right behind him in the train station when the video released. He is actually a superhero, and this is his story. Like, it's going to be something like that. Or, or the lady who walked by when he was walking up with the coffee, this is her story. Because, like, that's how Shyamalan works. <laughs> I mean, because pretty much like how we said before, where is the Horde's opposite? Exactly. So it's got, got to be somewhere. Because for everyone... There's another. She clearly stated it, and that's what he said where the roles were. Mm-hmm. For one, there's the opposite. If I'm one, I knew there was somebody who's the complete opposite. So if there's the horde, then there's someone who's the complete opposite of the horde, mm-hmm. who's a good guy. So who is he? Where is he? Or she? she it, by all means, it probably could be the girl. True. We don't know much about her, even though, she, other than that, she's super compassionate. Even though he held her captive and everything, and he killed all these people, she wanted to get through to Kevin, the main personality in there, because she w- went through what he went through as far as being abused. She was abused by her uncle, so they're the same, is the way they look at it. Even um, the Beast acknowledges that they're the same because they were. They're the broken. They, yeah, pretty much like how he breaks it down. Like they were baptized in pain. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah, that's yeah. That's yeah, pretty that's much why the he let thing, her yeah. go because she was the broken like him. Mm-hmm. So he he wants to 
cleanse the world of the unworthy and save the broken. The ones that have never felt pain. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So it, it's so it is very possible that because she did go through the same experience as he did, but he obviously became evil. Maybe she has a power that we don't know. Yep, here we go. You heard it first here in Nerd Candy, our theories. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, she touched him, and when she touches him is when she is able to change his person, like bring out the other personalities. So it's like, I wonder if there's more to that, because they did close up on the touches. Oh, yeah, and multiple times. There, there's always something there when he closes up on something. When it's a close-up or a tilt, it means something somewhere down the line. <laughs> always does in every Shyamalan movie. Color is always important, and, like, every camera shot is always important. That's why I like him. Like, he's done some kind of not-so-great movies. I didn't watch Lady in the Water because it didn't look like it was going to be good, but... And Airbender, you know, let's not speak of that again. <laughs> he did that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, <laughs> and Dreamcatcher was okay. It's not my favorite thing ever either. Did he do Dreamcatcher? Mm-hmm. Oh, I did not know that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So he's done so many movies, but the best ones to me are the ones with Bruce Willis in it. <laughs> because come on, it's Bruce Willis. He's he's our, our Silver Fox. <laughs> Silver Fox. Not on top of his head, because he's completely bald up there. But his face. He got facial hair, and it was all silver foxy. That, I'm still shocked and amazed with McAvoy. Yeah, yeah. He was phenomenal. Just blinking the lights and him just changing to a different person. And, like, finish blinking. And, like, you see the transformation. Or even, at, like, again, at times where even... Within the, the conversation, he's talking to you, and then just, and he makes, like, a twitch, and then there's another person comes out, and then makes another twitch, and another person comes out. Just the, the seamlessness of it. Even when he was dying. Mm-hmm. It's like, most of them came out just to say bye to her. The main ones that met her, yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. was, that was awesome. And then at the end, Kevin caught the light. And, and he's like, I'm holding on to it. So he he made sure to end it as himself. As himself, yes. And he had the courage to do that because of her cuz he wouldn't have had the courage to even die by himself or as himself. He didn't like being himself. Mm-mm. It was it was a great movie. <laughs> we can go on and on. It's just a freaking great movie. Yeah, it was I mean, again, slower pace than any other superhero movie out there because it's not meant to be every superhero movie that's out there it's a psychological movie it's you getting into the minds of these people and kind of trying to figure out what makes them tick and i'm still mad that they killed dunn <sighs> i'm mad that they killed the horde like dunn was amazing and i just wanted wanted that to continue yeah it was just the whole back and forth between them two was just great, especially when they're in the you know he, he's in his you know the horde is in his cell and he keeps asking about him. Yeah, you know I was like, who is he? How can he be as strong as the beast? Yeah. Oh, he thinks he can take on the beast. No, he can't. There's no way he could take on the beast. Exactly. So it's like, I mean, 
great fight scene, but just just oh, the realization yeah. that the horde had that there are others out there mm-hmm. capable of what he's capable of. So not only are they capable of what he's capable of, but they um that means he's not alone. That means he's real. I think that's what kind of why he and he was really obsessed with Dunn because he's like, well, if he's real, then I definitely am real. There's no way I am not real. If he is real, I have to be real. Mm-hmm. They all, yeah. That's like and you I said think earlier, like I, all, his, all his personalities pretty much started believing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a big part of what kept all the personalities believing. It's like they, he faced somebody and they both jumped out the window and nothing. And they were pretty far up. Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty high up. Yeah. But, like you said, we could talk about this forever. And, <laughs> I, I mean, because <laughs> there's so much, there's so many details to talk about this movie. And, again, it's not f- going to be for everybody. We enjoyed it. I like it. I like it a lot. I can see some younger audiences not enjoying it as much because it's not, like, as fast-paced as some of the other movies. But it's because it's laying a lot of brickwork. And, again, it's an origin story. What origin story goes quickly? <laughs> exactly, and is that's just so what's so great about the movie? The the story just takes a hold of you, and you just want to pay attention to every little detail, because you might you might think you catch something, but then you probably like missed like half a second of you know of what another person said, or something that somebody else realized. Like the story really gets you into it, and you just want to keep hearing more yeah it perfectly pieced all the all the characters together mm-hmm. and all the the secondary characters together yeah. so it was it was definitely well done again i know there are people out there who are not gonna like it <laughs> and they're gonna be like oh my god what are you talking about the movie is horrible mm-hmm. it's too like nothing really happened and it does if you pay attention a lot is actually lot happening happens yes so that's our review of glass and, again, like I said, we are back, and we're going to be giving you more reviews in this year. So look forward to it. The next movie, I'm not even sure which next one is on our docket. We have so many movies coming up. And we'll be here, studio set up, so we'll be ready to record as soon as we finish any of these movies. <laughs> All right. So. Night-night, nerds. Night-night, nerds. And don't forget to follow us on all of our social medias, you know, the Facebooks, you know, Nerd Candy <laughs> <laughs> on Facebook. Like us, love us. We're on Instagram uh, at I am underscore Nerd Candy. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. We're getting everywhere. We're on Twitter. My Twitter is the same as the instagram so it's at i am underscore nerd candy look uh, look for us find us love us and i, I think that's everything so we're, we're gonna wrap it up and we love you night night nerds night night again nerds <laughs>